0: One of the hardest hit provinces in COVID 19's first wave, Quebec's rising case numbers suggest it is into a second wave of the pandemic. The spike in cases in September has meant that Premier Francois Legault has had to announce stricter lockdown restrictions in some areas. I'm Dave Breckenridge, and this is 10 3. I'm joined by Montreal Gazette Assistant City Editor Monique Baudin to discuss where the spike in cases is coming from, who is affected by the new lockdowns, and what measures are being taken. Don't forget you can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your favourite shows. We'd love it if you could leave us a rating, a review, and tell your friends about us. So Monique, we're going to get to some of the measures that the Quebec government has put into place in a little bit. But first, I I do want to get the lay of the land of COVID in Quebec. Back in the spring, Quebec was hit really hard. It hit a peak of nearly 2,800 cases in a day on May 3rd. But things then started to taper off like it did across the country. But we're back on the upswing in Quebec. So when did the second wave start to appear? And roughly, how many cases per day is the province seeing now?
1: We had a pretty good summer in Quebec, like in the rest of the country. A lot of the restrictions were lifted here. We could travel around within the province. So we kind of had a bit of what you could call quote-unquote normal summer. There were like a few things that seemed a bit unusual. Quebec opened bars back up at the end of June. Mm. They started letting people gather, like up to 250 people. Then they started to allow contact sports like boxing. So people kind of raised their eyebrows at that stuff. But generally, the spread of the virus seemed to be in control over the summer. And there were a few days where we had as few as like 49 new cases in the entire province. We had like a little blip in July where there were some cases connected to some bars in Montreal, but the province got that back under control. And what we heard then over the summer was that cases weren't spreading in bars or restaurants or other public places, but that people were getting sick from going to private gatherings, like at barbecues with their friends or going to corn roasts, having picnics, that kind of thing, and private parties. Mm -hmm. And then we had a famous outbreak that was connected to a karaoke bar in Quebec City. And dozens of people got sick there. Yeah. And the cases spread even into the schools in Quebec City. And then the government acted. They shut down the karaoke bars across the province. And so at the end of August, kids here went back to school. And school here looks a lot like it did before the pandemic. So class sizes are the same as before. So some kids are in classes with more than 30 students. Wow. They wear masks when they're on the school bus and in the hallways of school, but they don't have to wear them in class. And teachers can wear masks and other protective equipment, and a lot of them do, but some of them don't. So the week after school started was Labor Day weekend. And that was when we started to get a sense that maybe something was not going so well here. Mm -hmm. And Premier Francois Legault and our health minister, uh, Christian Dubé, they asked people to be careful on the long weekend to avoid gatherings as much as they could. They said, you know, no more parties. And then things really took a turn for the worse all through the month of September. Our daily cases started climbing again right around Labor Day. First, it was like a couple of hundred cases, like new cases a day, then a week later, 300 a day to this week where we had 750 new cases on Monday, 799 on Tuesday and 838 yesterday.
0: So the premier in the province were saying way back at Labor Day, let's calm down the partying. Uh-huh. I'm guessing that people didn't listen. And so now we're at the end of September when we're recording this, it's September 30th. How are officials reacting to the upswing and this increasing number of new daily cases? And what actions are they taking?
1: Well, as the numbers started to climb, they were pleading with people to stop holding parties, to stop getting together. Please don't go to your friend's house. Please don't have barbecues. They were repeating this over and over again because they said a large percentage of the cases were coming from these private get-togethers. And then they started warning that the situation was serious and that the numbers were going in the wrong direction. So, then three weeks ago, they introduced this color coded alert system that they said they were going to use to show where things were going wrong and the kinds of steps that could be taken to try to slow the spread of the virus. And so the levels are green, yellow, orange, and red. Mm -hmm. And when they introduced it, some parts of the province were green. Montreal was still green then, although we quickly went to yellow. But quickly, what ended up happening was that Montreal and Quebec City got elevated to the orange level. And then this week, on Monday, The premier announced that Montreal and Quebec City and the Chaudière-Appalaches region, which is just south of Quebec City, that they were all going to be in red alert as of midnight tonight.
0: And what does that red alert status mean and what measures will be in place for people in those areas?
1: So red alert is the highest level of alert in Quebec. It's called maximum alert. And that means that the situation is very serious. Cases are increasing every day. I mean, they're increasing in all parts of the province, but especially in these three regions that are going to be in red alert. More people are being admitted to the hospital. And so the government's getting a little bit concerned. They say there's hospital capacity now, but they're concerned that if they can't get things under control, that the hospitals are going to be in trouble. So we're in red alert here in Montreal and in these other two regions for 28 days. And what that means is that several sectors of the economy are going to close. So bars, taverns, casinos. Movie theaters, concert halls, and libraries, they all have to close at midnight tonight. Restaurant dining rooms have to close, but they can still do takeout. So it's not quite as bad for them, but it's still pretty terrible. And we can't hold private gatherings anymore, which means you can't have your friends over. You can't go to someone else's house for dinner. All of that has to stop. And our mayor just yesterday asked us not even to do playdates or to meet friends in the park. They really want people to make an effort to not socialize.
0: Earlier, you mentioned that there haven't really been major outbreaks in bars. I mean, you talked about the Quebec City Karaoke Bar causing some spread in the community. But otherwise, it doesn't appear that bars have been a big issue. So why are they making bars closed down now if the problem is gatherings?
1: They have spoken a lot about private gatherings and trying to get people to stop doing them. They said that when people go to places like bars or to restaurants or other public places that Generally, there are rules in place that people have to follow, you know, that there's a certain number of people allowed at a table, they have to wear a mask when they're moving around inside the bar, Mm -hmm. and that kind of thing. So they had put some things, policies in effect in bars to try to make it safer. But the problem is, of course, alcohol. So once people start drinking, it's sometimes hard to respect the physical distancing. So that's part of the reason why bars are being closed this time.
0: And why are people still allowed to go to work and school but not have people in their homes or not go sit in a restaurant under the red alert?
1: So that's something that's been confusing for a lot of people this week since the government announced these new restrictions. Like, you know, why can bookstores stay open but libraries have to close? Or a restaurant, you know, that has a handful of physically distanced tables now in their dining room. Why do they have to close but big box stores can open? So the government says it's trying to crack down on activities and places where people can get together, where they're in close proximity for long periods of time. So they said that they looked at places where people could be together for more than 10 minutes. So they say it's unlikely you'd be close to someone for more than 10 minutes in a store, right? Mm -hmm. But at movie theater, even though you'd be seated away from other people, you'd still be in there for more than an hour. And so they say that when people get together at their homes, as I mentioned, you know, it's too easy for them to slip up on physical distancing. So they're taking all these measures, you know, to try to get people to stay apart, because what they want to do is keep kids going to school and keep people working.
0: I know this is a focus for provinces across the country, keeping as much of the economy open as possible, while also limiting spread of the virus. Looking at kids in school, are there any plans to start making kids wear masks in the classroom, considering that they're together in a confined space for more than 10 minutes at a time?
1: Some kids in Quebec do have to wear masks at school sometimes. So the rule right now is that kids who are in grade five and up have to wear masks when they're on the school bus on their way to school or if they're taking public transit in the hallways and in other common areas of the school. But when they go into the classroom and they're sitting down, they don't have to wear masks. And that's because the government is considering each classroom as a bubble. So the kids don't have to wear masks there. Teachers have to wear a mask in class if they can't be two meters apart from the students. So some teachers put on a mask if they're moving around the class and they're handing things out, for example. But they don't have to wear a mask as long as they're staying distanced from the kids. And there have been growing calls for kids to wear masks in school, but that's something our public health director has resisted. So yesterday, he said that even he finds it hard to wear a mask all day long. And he said wearing a mask all day would be worse for kids and could even affect their ability to learn. So the government is not considering making masks mandatory for kids all day long. Mm-hmm. We have right now more than 600 schools in Quebec that are reporting at least one case of COVID. But our public health departments say that those cases are coming into the schools, that there's not really transmission among the students or among the students and teachers within the schools. That these are cases that are, you know, there's a parent who has COVID and then the kid has COVID and that's how COVID is coming into the school. So public health thinks that it's safe to continue because there's very few outbreaks in schools themselves.
0: Looking at the Issue from a local perspective. You're in Montreal. Montreal has been particularly hard hit by COVID 19. What have local officials said about the province's announcement? And are there any further local measures that are in place?
1: In Montreal, they were obviously hoping it wouldn't come to this. You know, Montreal was the epicenter of the first wave. And it seems like, you know, we're almost back in that position again. And nobody wanted to be here. I can tell you that for sure. So our cases are growing quickly, you know, in Montreal too. Today alone, we have 318 new cases on just the island of Montreal itself. And we have more than 60 people here in hospital, including in intensive care. So a couple of weeks ago, our mayor was asking people to try to respect physical distancing and not get together so we could prevent like a second wave here. Mm -hmm. Because she said a second lockdown was going to be fatal for Montreal. So this is not good news for us at all. These restrictions, they're going to hit our restaurants They're going to affect our nightlife and cultural sectors. You know, museums have to close also. And a lot of businesses here are struggling or have even closed, you know, since the beginning of the pandemic. We have some small businesses that say they were just starting to get back on their feet. And now this has happened. We also had like a really rough time during the first wave. You know, more than 3,000 people died here on the island of Montreal itself. So there's a kind of like post-traumatic stress, you know, for a lot of people here. And there's a lot of anxiety about what the next month is going to be like for us. Our mayor is telling us to avoid seeing other people. Even yesterday, she said, if your kids ask you to go to the park with their friends, say no. You know, and that's tough for a lot of people to swallow. Mm-hmm. And we still don't have a lot of answers to questions that people have. You know, like, how are these new restrictions going to affect single parents? Or what about parents with joint custody? And can kids still see their friends who are in their classroom bubble? So there's a lot of uncertainty and it's making people feel very anxious.
0: Yeah. And earlier you said the red alert stage and these measures will be in effect for the next 28 days. Is that, you know, a firm in 28 days they'll be lifted or is it after 28 days we'll reassess and they could be in place for even longer?
1: Well, that's a good question. For now, the government says 28 days. They say, you know, if we can stick to this for 28 days, hopefully we'll be able to flatten the curve and bring it back down, you know, to a very low number of cases. But a lot of people, maybe they're just cynical, I'm not sure, but a lot of people expect there's still going to be some kind of restrictions in place after that because the virus is still going to be here. And if we just open things back up to the way they were before, you know, there's a concern that we'll just see cases go back up again. So we don't really know what's going to happen at the end of the 28 days.
0: So the big question was how the province was going to enforce or penalize people who were breaking these rules when they announced the red alerts. Uh, They didn't necessarily say what penalties would be in place. Premier Francois Legault on late Wednesday afternoon announced how the government was going to enforce these new restrictions. What did he announce on Wednesday?
1: So there are now 5 million Quebecers who are under these new restrictions. So what he announced was that there are now going to be $1,000 fines for gatherings. That means for parties, if you have people over, any kinds of gatherings like that. And if you get together in a group in public. So that was one thing. And if you go to a demonstration, then you're going to have to wear a mask and you have to stay two meters apart, or else you could get a $1,000 fine. And with all the fees that come with that fine, like there's extra fees added on, it's actually more like $1,500 that people will be uh, getting. So yeah, it's a lot. The other thing is that um, police won't be going into people's homes. There are a lot of questions about that. Like, could police just walk into your house to see if you have people over? So they're not going to be able to do that. But what police can do now is they can call a judge on the spot and get a warrant over the phone so that they can intervene right away. So that would be if they were suspicious that you had like 10 people over, that's how they would handle that. Mm -hmm. Here in Montreal, so you won't be able to go to a park play date with your kids' friends. This is like this was announced last night, but you can go to a park with your own family and groups of friends who live at different addresses. They're not going to be able to go to the park, for example, to meet up, that none of that is going to be allowed. And the other uh, thing that they announced last night was they were talking about travel between different parts of the province. So they're not banning travel, people can still travel, but they're recommending that you don't. And they specifically said last night, don't make a reservation at a restaurant in a part of the province that's an orange zone, just because you can't go to a restaurant if you're living in a red zone. And they said that there won't be roadblocks up on the different highways, but the police are going to be doing information campaigns to try to get people to stay in the red zone where they are.
0: Are there any exemptions for the having people over to your house? You know, like, let's say I have a nanny or I live alone and this Uh is really hard for me, or I'm a senior and I live alone and I need someone to come help me with some daily tasks. Are there exemptions here for things like that?
1: Yeah, there are a few. So it's not like the, it's not as strict as the lockdown that we had here in the spring. So for example, you can have a plumber come and do work at your house, or if you need some kind of health care, that person can come to your house. The um, If you're a single person, you can have one person over at your place. So a friend or, or whatever, you can, you're allowed, that's a, an exception for uh, people who are single. But otherwise, really their message is it's only people who live at the same address who should be in your house.
0: Monique, thanks for your time. You're welcome. 10.3 is produced by Carson Jarama, theme music by Bryce Hall. Thanks to my guest Monique Baudin. More on Quebec's COVID situation at montrealgazette.com. I'm Dave Breckenridge. Thanks for listening.